This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio Show for Monday, the 11th of November 2019. We acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional owners from the land from which we transmit people-powered radio. Thank you to Democracy Now! for the last uh, uh, hour of current affairs. My name's Chris, and on today's show, I'm going to be talking to Robert Jamison. Uh, we've had him on the show previously. He's involved with issues around Casey and Clyde and uh, Seat Alliance and stuff to do with the outer southeast. And we're going to be talking about something you may have heard of, or if you haven't, it's a very interesting, um, I say, introduction to use of language and how that pertains actually to how we get uh, infrastructure right down the line, a whole thing, a whole bunch of cascading things. What am I talking about? I'm talking about using the word crash, not accident, and how the use of words is very, very important. Plus, I've got some news and events. You know, uh, over the last couple of days, if you were anywhere near the Abbotsford Convent with their Open Space Festival, you would have noticed that uh, people flocked there by foot, and also by literally hundreds of bikes. So, again, that shows pretty damn clearly that uh, the inner suburbs are perfect for bikes in some circumstances. And it also shows that uh, we really do need more infrastructure around the suburbs to prove that, well, not to prove, but actually just show that um, this is what residents want. Now, last week you may have... uh, come across something in the media and uh, it was very very interesting just give me a moment as I go to that little article if I put it up here I'll go to it in a tick but um, it was to do with uh, connecting the um, existing Albert Street protected lanes you know you, you probably know but those that lead into uh, Elizabeth Street in, in Richmond upgrading the intersection at uh, Lansdowne, Albert and Lansdowne. Now, it's it's interesting because uh, they're using the term superhighway. That was something that the Greens used in the lead-up to uh, one of their media releases in, you know, lead-up to last year's state election, and now the ALP are using it. And it's, um, well, I should say Sally Cap is using it, and it's just interesting to see... These infrastructure bits and pieces actually starting to be implemented again. When you look at these, you go, it's one, we need so many more. Anyway, I'm just going to go into that little piece of media. On the edge of the city, a cutting-edge design. This is what the intersection of Albert and Lansdowne streets will look like. A protected intersection with new green bike lanes on all sides and extra curbs to protect those bike lanes. Designed to be safer for cars and the 650 bikes that pass through every day. 
Well, Lord Mayor, you're a cyclist yourself. How difficult are intersections like this to navigate? I think they're really difficult because we've gone to the trouble of putting in protected bike lanes, but then when it comes to the intersections, everybody's really left in the lurch as to what happens next. The bike lanes create what's effectively a hook turn for cyclists, but most important is keeping four-wheeled vehicles away from two. You get uh, much better outcomes for everyone if you can separate cyclists from Cars. Vic Road statistics show 61% of bike crashes happen at intersections. The state government says it'll cost $1.6 million to extend this green cycle path right around the intersection and to build protective curbing. When it's finished in the middle of next year, cyclists and cars will have their own traffic light sequences. It'll be better for traffic because more people on bikes means less people in cars, so it'll be better for everyone as they're moving around. Once the protected intersection's finished, authorities will evaluate it for four months to see how well it works, with a view to building more across Melbourne. Blake Johnson, 7 News. So that was a bit of audio from uh, 7 News Melbourne. That includes uh, Blake Johnson, Sally Cap, Yana Pulford and Craig Richards. Yeah, so are we actually seeing some movement with our state government? Possibly, but... Uh, uh, at another point, we're seeing Jana Pulford saying that uh, the state government aren't interested in uh, what Moreland Council want to do with uh, putting a trial in for protected bike lanes on the lower half of Sydney Road. And that was part of the interview I did about a fortnight ago with Tim Reid. It's very interesting to note that tomorrow night that uh, Moreland Council has several, um, art- oh, I think two items on the agenda to do with Sydney Road. And uh, basically, I'm just going to pull this out. Yeah, it's to do with issues with gaining approvals for Metro Trains, um, Melbourne for shared paths, and cycling options for Sydney Road, advocacy options, response to a no- notice of motion uh, 35-19. I just picked this up off the Moreland um, bug chat list and it was basically in relation to the first item it seems bizarre that VicTrack isn't cooperative with the council and when the Transport Integration Act 2010 defines that yeah and it goes into the functions of VicTrack are VicTrack are ignoring it the state government seems to be ignoring it and it seems to be another one of these political things where oh, the Greens came up with something and we're not going to deal with it unless we deal with it on our own terms, which is pretty politically immature. Anyway, back to the topic at hand today, crash, not accident. And I did notice in a pretty unpleasant thing up again in Moreland that they're looking for, yes, this is watch in Moreland Police Service area, 7th of November, we are seeking witnesses to a crash on Tuesday, 5th of November. That was Melbourne Cup Day, around about 2.45pm. Crash occurred at Ligon slash uh, Glenline Road, Brunswick East. It involved a bicycle and a black BMW sedan. With anyone with information slash dash cam footage, they would be grateful if you make uh, contact with Senior Constable Perkins at the Faulkner Highway Patrol. And his number is 039 Three double five six triple zero. Note the word crash. After the break, I am going to be talking to Robert Jamison about crash, not accident. On Thursday, 28th of November at 12pm, environment groups and communities from across Victoria will peacefully rally together at Parliament to call for urgent action for our natural world. 
After five years of the Andrews government, nature deserves more, especially in the face of climate change. Victorians need new and better funded national parks, stronger nature laws and better protection for our threatened forests, rivers, beaches, oceans and native plants and animals. We need real action for our natural places and wildlife now. Join in the Nature for Life rally. Bring a sign to highlight the natural places you love that deserve better protection. See you on Parliament Steps, Thursday 28th of November at 12pm. Look for Nature for Life Rally on Facebook and visit Victoria National Parks Association website vnpa.org.au forward slash rally. VNPA is a 3CR supporter. Today I'm speaking to Robert Jamison and he's been having a few dialogues online about the use of language when it comes to incidents that happen in our road environment and basically using the word crash, not accident. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me on. Yeah, so uh, use of language is important, Robert. Absolutely. So, you know, just basically first off, I'm no expert on this topic and you know, I haven't done a PhD on this, but I guess I will say is that I'm willing to learn on um, from other people on this on this topic so there's some really interesting podcasts on exactly this topic of using the word crash not accident so so basically i'd implore other people to you know seek out this information and and learn themselves and there was an analogy well just speaking prior to chatting was about stuff that's happening at sandown today and you noticed a bit of a change there already. Yeah, so the, today's the Sandown 500 at, um, at the Sandown uh, racetrack there uh, with the V8 supercars. And even the commentators talk about uh, the cars having accidents when, when obviously clearly they're having crashes, um, you know, because they're going hell for leather. And, you know, they are going to make mistakes or they're going to have, you know, mechanical issues that then cause a crash. I think the term accident, gets into the, you know, I'm just, we've really got to pull the language apart here because some people will be going, I don't understand what this discussion's about. But the word accident, to me, comes across as either deserving or undeserving. And when things occur, there there's no such thing. Yeah, no ab- such absolutely. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because basically anyone can look up the definition of the word accident. It basically says an unfortunate incident that happens unexpectedly or unintentionally, typically resulting in damage or injury. Sometimes you might refer to it as like an act of God, like when a, a tree falls over and, and you know, collects a car on the way through. You know, that does happen. That's clearly like an act of God. But then at the same time, you could say, who's responsible for looking after those trees on the side of the road? Is it the local council that should be trimming those trees and inspecting them and making sure that they're safe? Saying that there's always just car accidents is just a, a lazy way of absolving the driver off any sort of responsibility. And, and it basically dehumanises the victims and just, I guess, leads to lazy police reporting and, and I guess, you know, following up what was the actual cause of, of that incident, that crash. And there's a point here, it's not about abrogation of responsibility. With any type of incident, like this be a bicycle rider, um, another vehicle, there should be a nuanced approach. It shouldn't be initial, initially, let's go litigious. 
Yeah, and, absolutely. And, yeah. and it's something that we're going for in our society. You know, it's something we've borrowed from the Americans of instantly go litigious when it really should be. Is it fit for purpose? Are the processes there to keep our road environment safe? Yeah, absolutely. And and with any incident or, or, or crash that happens out there between you know, a, a cyclist and a pedestrian or, or cars between each other and cyclists, it's not always going to be 100% someone's fault. It could be a shared responsibility between two parties. Uh, sometimes it's going to be, you know, due to poor road design and, and traffic conditions and those sorts of things. It just, they just can't, they just shouldn't be using the word, oh, it was an accident, and then just write it off so flippantly and, and not following it up properly and then, you know, doing things like, well, maybe we should redesign this intersection, like, you know, with your roundabouts, how they're such, I guess, traffic, uh, traffic hotspots for, for cyclists, unfortunately. G'day, this is Ozzy Butler from Astronomy Class. You're tuned to 3CR on 855am or 3cr.org.au. If you like what you hear, please subscribe. Keep community radio alive. Peace. Enjoy. Yeah, so like you're from City of Casey area? Yep, absolutely. So, so what's, give us a bit of local example of some of the things you've seen out there and um, some solutions. So, yeah, so the city of Casey, so it's just to, to the east of uh, Dandenong. We've got the, the the good old Monash Freeway carving through it. So just about every day or every second day there's a crash on the Monash Freeway that I guess people that listen to commercial radio will be all familiar with. And just so many times they say, you know, another, tr- another truck uh, accident, you know, blocking all these lanes. So they're the big ones that people have to deal with out, out this way. Uh, and then it then feeds onto all the other roads. It makes all those other roads choked up and, and really busy. And then everyone gets to work and school late. So they're, they're the main things that we deal, deal with out in the, I guess, the urban sprawl where everyone is so car dependent. You see then, is it, again, there's a bit of an abrogation of designing proper facilities so people aren't uh, so car dependent. It's like out there, it's end user has to work out their own transport and you think there should be like obviously more cycling, more PT provision out there? Oh, absolutely. So the uh, local council, the city of Casey, just put out a new uh, cycling and walking strategy. So I um, yeah responded to that with a, with a 10-page submission and clearly said <laughs> my, my list of you know, missing links and hotspots, you know, isn't the definitive list because I haven't ridden every, you know, back street of the city of Casey because it's such a, a large area. But, you know, simple things like extending the Cranbourne train line further to where they're building all these tens of thousands of new houses in, in Cranbourne, uh, Cranbourne South and Clyde and so forth. So there's no, you know, the train line ends at Cranbourne, so all these people have no option but to drive. And what is is there any collector buses or anything like that? Yeah, there will be. There's always the bus services, but it's always an issue getting the bus services ex- expanded into the new housing estates. That's that's always an issue, and and sadly, by the time they do that, people are used to using their car, or they've then gone and bought that second car. So. Getting back to the issue of language, you know, we're getting into like you know, again, we've just discussed use of transport. You know, private motor vehicles creates a pressure point, and therefore you get more crashes. <laughs> so, how do we get back into mm. this argument of what 
of pulling this language apart. Some really good examples you've listened to on podcasts, or yeah, yeah, for sure. So there's there's a couple of really good podcasts I listen to when uh, you know go for a walk, or even just when you're gardening, you know, any sort of downtime. So there's uh, ones called the Bike Nerds, um, and they're they're very good. So Sarah and Kyle have very good, I guess, relationship and and talk about all manner of things, not just uh, bikes, but it's also around safe streets and proper land use and these sorts of things. Yeah, they've been going for a while. So episode 71, uh, they had a discussion with a lady called Jessie Singer, who works for a group called the Transportation Alternatives in New York City. So they've, you know, they've started the, the hashtag on, online there, crash, not accident. So that she's um, got a very good insight. So I'd, I'd encourage anyone to, to listen to that rather than just myself regurgitate uh, what she said. And then there's another good good podcast called the spokesman cycling podcast episode 214 they uh had one called journalists it's crash not accident as well so so similar thing where they're talking with with other people and that might be experts in these fields so yeah so very yeah very interesting yeah is um carlton reed involved with that yeah yeah Yeah, i had him a couple of times on the show i think most recently was due last year with the autonomous vehicles about the you know the beacons that are not switched on and the amount of survey uh, monitoring it doesn't do, yeah, <laughs> brave new world yeah. and all that. But uh, back yeah. to back to local solutions. You came up with something for like uh, level crossings and moving down to Hallam, and you came up with a really good uh, idea for Hallam, the the station on Hallam Road. Yeah, so they just put out the the other day, I guess the artist's impression of what the new Skyrail elevated uh, train station will look like because it's basically right against Hallam Road there. So similar to your Carnegie, Murrumbina and those sorts of train stations on this uh, Dandenong Rail Corridor, the train station's yeah, right up against the road, so they're just going to put it up put it up high so the train can go over the road. So my just simple solution was, which was because I really missed that opportunity at, at those stations like Carnegie to have the train station somewhat straddle the road to give people the option to get off from the train station either side of the road so that you don't have to cross the road. Because people will, they'll just make a beeline for the bus because they know if the, if the bus service is poor and you know, you're looking at 15, 20-minute bus service, they're just going to run straight across the road and, and make the bus, especially on those you know cold, wet, rainy nights when you don't want to wait out um, for the bus. I, I've got an actual per, uh, lived experience of this the other night. Late oh yeah, Thursday, absolutely cacking down to um, Oakley Station. And that's got Lexa work on at the moment. And I have to walk probably a couple of hundred metres in the pouring rain around to the other side because they've got extension, you know, you have to, you can't go here because we've got all these uh, construction equipment. So like, fantastic. Well done. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the, <laughs> how, how the bike path goes through there, the Jering Trail, have really, they, they really messed that up, <sighs> unfortunately. You know, you, you really notice it when the weather is absolutely crap. Thanks, yeah. guys. I really enjoyed that, trying to get back to the yeah. city. And then and then imagine having some sort of mobility issue as well. Where you're, oh. you're going to be slower. Yep. You know, not good. QR Code is an LGBTIQA plus health podcast made by queers. Across eight episodes, hear us engaging with our communities discussing diverse and intersecting topics. 
on In Your Face on the last Friday of every month. Or download from 3cr.org.au forward slash QR code. And follow us on Facebook at QR Code 3CR. Funded by the City of Yarra. Pervasive loose use of language, and this is kind of like the main thing of our argument is all discussion. I should say, how do you think we could, yeah, you know, mainstream media, social media, the rest of it? How how do you get like this through to people instead of blame shifting? I guess it's like anything; you're just you're just going to have to keep working on it. Um, you know, we might you know it might get to the point where where advocates are just going to have to write letters to the editors and these sorts of things and those media organisations because it. It's, it's just all pervasive, whether it be in print media, social media, on the nightly news, just to say, you know, you should really clean up your language and, and call it for, for what it is. You know, if, if you're unsure of who's caused that crash or whatever that, that incident's happened, you can't just flippantly fob it off as, oh, it was an accident. You know, I'm sure no one meant any harm. Um, and then, you know, continue on with the nightly news. Yeah, just, I guess, making people aware of these good resources out there like these podcasts so that they become educated about it and, and have a better understanding. Yeah, because it's the, the, the blame shift is a very big thing for advocates to deal with in this, you know, in this space with cycling and um, mode shift and the rest because all the, mo- uh, um, all the emphasis for your own safety moves to you, not the people designing the environment you're supposed to be um, walking or cycling in. And, yeah, and we've And we've really got to move quite swiftly giving uh, broader broader focus of what's happening in our world to um, how we share our environment instead of becoming um, you know, litigious and reactionary. Yeah, definitely. Like one, one big thing that, you know, if we could change would make a real improvement would be renaming the TAC, taking the word accident out of their, out of their name. Imagine that. Yeah, that's kind of sending a big, a very mm. big message. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, again, you know, uh, why why are we pushed into you um, wearing things like high vis and all, you know, that sort of stuff when really that's just a tiny, tiny sliver of a bigger problem. Oh yeah, absolutely. You see, you see it all the time. Like cyclists should wear high vis. Like they make they make learner motorcyclists wear a high vis vest now. So uh, a lot of them will be commuters, and you wear a backpack on your back to take your clothes and your lunch to work. You're not going to see much of a high vis jacket when they're in traffic, so it's just it's just basically it's like they come up with a list of things that we can make other people do that, that means that we don't have to fix the road environment. Mm. So whether it be, you know, yeah, we're we're a we're a fluoro vest, we're we're more lights, these sorts of things. But at, at the end of the day, when you look at the road toll, it's it's not it's not because a cyclist is 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 arisen to wearing a high vis vest. You know, the the road toll is up. 31% on what it was all of last year, and there's still two months to go. Ooh, yeah, now there, there's some mortifying um, observations and what's actually yeah. happening out there. Absolutely, and we've still got the, I guess, the the predictable, horrible Christmas period to come as well when, when it spikes. So the road toll is, is going to be quite horrific this year. And just to, you know, say to a cyclist, oh, you should be seen and, and make eye contact and these sorts of things, you know that just it just doesn't make sense when it's distracted drivers uh, are the ones that are obviously causing a lot of issues out there.
closing, what can people do? Podcasts you've listed, report things, uh, Snap, Send, Solve. What's another good app? Yeah, Neat, Neat Streets is another one. Neat. You know, they're basically the same. Yeah. Yep, yep. And uh, basically point out, you know, as, as a citizen, point out to media or anyone else using the language. And, yeah, and give yeah. give them an example there of why you shouldn't be doing it and why you should be more, you know, stop that, that pernicious uh, slide towards either being litigious or just walking away from a, from the problem. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so just, I guess if, yeah, if everyone can can nibble away at this, you know, it'll, it'll definitely make a difference, you know, certainly better than just doing nothing and, and I guess, putting up with it. It's really good that um, groups like yourself, you know, are doing what you do and just, you know, encourage people to you know, take in this information and and um, go forth with it and, and make improvements wherever they can, I guess. Looking to connect with your local community and do something rewarding? Well, volunteering to lead a neighbourly ride could be exactly what you're after. The short 40-minute group rides are for all ages and ride levels. Help people build their confidence feel supported while safely exploring the local areas of Brunswick, Carlton, Fitzroy and Northcote by bike. Volunteers receive free ride leader training, so go to neighbourlyride.com to contact us about volunteering. A 3CR supporter. You're back listening to Yarra Bosco User Group Radio on Community Radio 3CR. And that was an interview we did yesterday with... Uh, Robert Jamison, and it was a free ranging interview about uh, crash, not accident. And if you know, it's a bit of an introduction if you haven't heard this topic before, and stuff that's happening out in southeast Melbourne. If uh, you have a look at the Transport Alternatives website about um, taking the pledge, and this is a like American site, crash, not accident, or one word dot com, and that's it. Now, quickly mentioning that uh, I said I was talking about the Moreland Council uh, agenda. Now, that, that meeting is on Wednesday, the 13th of November at 7pm Council Chamber up at 90 Bell Street. If you want to go along to that, get there. And also, I think you can do public questions, but um, contact Council beforehand. Okay, that's all I've got time for today. Up next is SheBop, followed by Black Block, and our podcast should be up later today. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Robert Jamison, for the interview. And uh, I'll be back in a fortnight. Three CR would like to thank our Yarrabug program sponsor, Vacro Second Chance Cycles, for their financial support. Second Chance Cycles is a fantastic community workshop that recycles bikes, trains people in bike mechanics, and sells bikes to the local community. To find out more, Google Vacro or drop into the underground car park. Harmsworth Street, Collingwood, any Thursday or Friday. Yeah, get on that bicycle and ride Neath the sunny skies or along the ocean side 
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.